0: Cause it's a pick, a distant destiny child, you know it
1: will be rockin' cause it's flippin' insane. It's just a pick, a destiny child, more precious than a diamond down a pot machine. Hello baseball fans and welcome to another broadcast of The Pick on this crisp May evening coming to you from Mildly Pleased Field. Tonight we'll see the boys from the Emerald City face off against the movie 42, We'll see if they can pull off an upset Since so far they've been 0-3 this season I'm Colin Westman And I'll be providing the play-by-play I'm joined here by John Notney And Sean Lemmy That was my Red Barber impression For all you 80-year-olds out there <laughs>
0: yeah, I, have, I, have no, I don't know who that is I think that's what he sounds like
1: That's, it's uh He's like an old timey broadcast. I figure he's, you're he's... just
0: doing a Robin Williams character from Aladdin. Pre-
2: pretty
1: much,
3: yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, I, I want to know why we're 0-3. What did we, we do rec- wrong?
1: We just didn't record that good a podcast, that's all. We're, we're going to get <laughs> oh, a winner one shit. of these days.
0: <laughs> I, it. I missed that part. Fuck.
1: <laughs> uh, glad you all caught right. that, though. I'll we'll see. Trying. See if this is a winner. You know, you just gotta get out there and put in your best effort. And you know, if we if we don't eke out a win, like there's always there's always next season or next game. We'll see. Uh so yeah, this episode we are talking about the movie forty two, the Jackie Robinson Biopic. Uh, it is the tenth anniversary of this movie. Uh, That was last month That that happened Uh, Also you know It's baseball season Felt like Mm -hmm. doing a baseball movie Even though I'm sure You folks Back in Seattle have hockey fever But I'm a little too Removed from it I guess
0: But Uh, you might have Basketball fever It's true important thing is everybody has some sort of sports related ailment
1: We got sports (laughs) Going on and we got a fever, <laughs> and the only prescription is more sports. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways, I was I was looking through our archive just to see if we had yeah. done a biopic before, and we really haven't, which is mm. why I kind of struggled with what like format to do for this uh, episode. Because often we don't like recount a plot that also happened as an event in real life. Uh, but yeah, yeah we did the Irish one. Men. Yeah, that is, that's that's the only other one. <laughs> well,
3: and Dick Tracy—that was Which all, is, the, <laughs> all right. uh, It all
1: happened. There were all those freaks, <laughs> fucked up heads, living in nineteen forties. Uh, I feel like it was a fictional city, even. Oh,
3: damn. I think you might be right Oh yeah it's probably like Citiesburg
0: or something Yeah I'm gonna get get to the bottom
1: of this (laughs) Where does Dick Tracy Take place I feel like
0: Warren Beatty's doing a good job Of keeping Dick Tracy Like making him feel like a real person By appearing as him on Turner Classic Movies programs He's still doing it He's gonna make another
1: one Any day now uh, yeah, that's that's impossible to imagine. Is I mean, it? Yeah, it is. Him starring in it.
3: <laughs> he's only eighty-six. Colin AI can do wonders. These
0: that's days. yeah. He he's almost old enough to run for president.
3: <laughs> that's true.
0: Sometimes the city is referred to as Tracyville. Tracyville. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that's why he moved there, or was yeah, born maybe. there or maybe he was I born there. And like, let's name him. Place. I there's probably been like kids born in New York and like let's name him New York. Cause it's where he's from.
1: <laughs> I mean, there's definitely people named Brooklyn. Sure. So really I would imagine York, Dick Tracy <laughs> was
0: named after Tracyville.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: Oh, some there's a that. oh no, excuse me. That's that's the com- that's the comic, the movie. It's it's Homeville. <laughs> so there's the canon uh
1: yeah that but is it is great. a real place and mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. in that movie happened it's real it's a it's whole, bunch
0: of freaks real. living in homeville
1: <laughs> fucking mutants you yeah. know all right so before we get to talking about 42 yeah. we'll have to do our little picks um So my little pick is a movie that I just saw in theaters. It's called Showing Up. It's the new Kelly Reichert movie. And I don't know, like most of her movies, I enjoyed it well enough while I was watching it, Um, but it's just like sat with me real good. I don't know why. It's just, it's giving me a warm fuzzy feeling when I think about it um, It's a movie about the Portland art world uh, It it focuses on this artist who teaches at like a I guess it's an art school slash like commune or something uh, She's played by Michelle Williams And she's like a frustrated sculptor Slash, I don't know It's like she (laughs) sculpts figures But they're also kind of like Made out of pottery, clay material also Very, very niche art form, seems like Um, And, you know, the world of artists Feels very easy to satire Because artists take themselves Way too damn seriously And I feel like this movie Isn't pretentious uh in its like depictions of like how they relate to their own art um but it also is like kind of funny too it's also not like yeah it's not taking itself too seriously but it also clearly like cares about these characters and their sort of passion for their own creativity um yeah michelle williams character lizzie she has an art show coming up um it, it's obviously not a, a big plot heavy movie but like she has a neighbor played by hong chow who's like her landlord and she has this issue with her hot water not turning on and then um like a lot of kelly record movies it's got some good animals in it uh lizzie has a cat and then at one point the cat injures or like attacks a pigeon that flies into her house. And then, like, she spends the whole rest of the movie nursing the pigeon back to health. Um, So just, like, lots of nice, small scenes uh, about human connections. Got a good cast. Um, Andre Benjamin's in it. Judd Hirsch shows up for a little bit. Another uh, movie with him and Michelle Williams, like the Fablemans. Um, Also, the guy from First Cousin at John Maguero. He's like her eccentric brother who uh, is just like the most out there character in the movie, for sure. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I've always liked Kelly Riker. Actually, that's not true. I haven't always liked Kelly Riker's movies. I feel like I only in the last few years really came to appreciate them i, I remember seeing uh, meeks cut off when it came out and for whatever reason i couldn't quite wrap my head around it but now i, I definitely want to re-see that film since I, I loved first cow and like wendy and lucy i like a lot i just saw certain women and and old joy within the past couple of years and um yeah i'm definitely a fan now and uh there's another really strong outing from her
0: I'm excited to see it, but the question is, how much closer does this get Kelly Reichhart to directing a Marvel film?
1: I would say um, no, no closer.
0: I feel like we could use a new Man <laughs> Thing movie. Except now he lives in Portland.
1: Sure, why not?
0: Yeah. Okay, it's my pitch. I don't <laughs> know enough uh, Kelly Reichhart like. Uh, things to be able to like do a spoof of what one of her movies would be like but as a marvel movie all i know is she sets everything in portland like oregon for some reason mm-hmm. why is that
1: i think she lives there i, I listened oh, to does her live uh, there. okay yeah her, I her wtf with mark maron recently she does live there um i know she's originally from florida but she ended up there because she was friends, still is friends with Todd Haynes, who's also based out of Portland, and he was just like, "You should come live here." And she's like, "All right, that sounds nice." <laughs> and so yeah, she's she's based out of Portland.
0: That's cool. Yeah. yeah, I can't wait to check this one out. I feel like First Cow flew under the radar, too. I'm not sure why her films aren't getting a bigger audience, even when they're well liked. Um. What she has to
1: do. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, even this one's, like, not... It's not quite an indie crowd-pleaser, which I feel like none of her films really are, because it is still a a little bit leisurely-paced. Again, not really plot-heavy or, like, uh... I don't know. (laughs) Quite mainstream enough to, I guess, break out of the indie zone. And that's fine, you know. She's just doing her own thing. And... She does it well, but I I don't know if any of her movies are ever going to be like a crossover Oscar-y movie. And that's okay. How about one of your guys' little picks? What you got?
3: Uh, I also went to uh, the movies this weekend um, because I I had another chance to go see Chris Pratt on the big screen. You know I can't turn that down. (laughs)
1: Super fan over here. Um,
3: so, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three is finally out after I think six years. I think, I think that's right. I think twenty seventeen is when. Uh, yeah, of the yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Volume Two came out. Um, obviously, it's not the. Uh, I mean, we've seen the Guardians again in uh, Infinity War and Endgame and then last year in Thor Love and Thunder, although not for very long. And the Christmas special. And the Christmas special, um, which uh, which set up um, the setting that this, this movie starts in. Um, but it seems to me like James Gunn really didn't care about... Uh, what anyone else did with the Guardians uh, in those in those six years, there's even a scene in this movie where uh, Peter Quilk sort of recaps what happened in the two Avengers movies, and it's it's done like kind of like, can you believe this is the plot? It's it's a little it's a little backhanded. Um, but I um, really like the first two Guardians movies, and um was sad that james gunn got fired and then was happy that he came back um and and ultimately i'm thinking i i really do like this third one quite a bit uh i'm not sure how it ranks uh, if i was going to rank the trilogy right right now i probably put it in in last place but but maybe that'll change uh, when i when i've seen it a few more times uh, I would say the, the the main thing that feels different is it's got um, Rocket's backstory in it, which is like really heavy, <laughs> like, like this movie's rated PG-13 and if you're under 13, you like maybe don't see this movie, um, it's kind of heavy. Um but uh, you know that stuff is not played like for for jokes or anything. It's all done seriously, and it's to make you sympathize with the character and and hate the villain. So I think it's it's effective stuff, um, and uh, maybe it's maybe it's a little bit less funny as a result, just just because of that heaviness uh, being there. But um, it's just a a, a weird. Uh, you know, galaxy that, that James Gunn's created and it's so fun to be in it and he's got such uh, a great imagination. There's a, there's a like, the, the first place the Guardians go to after um, they leave their home base is one of the most outlandish sci-fi settings I've uh, ever heard of and I love that we got to spend, like, a lot of time there and, and it just keeps evolving from that. Um, I think it is a, a great payoff on the character arcs of of all the what like eight Guardians of the Galaxy characters, um, and uh, I guess we'll see how many of them choose to come back after this. It sounds like at very least Dave Batista and uh, um, Zoe Saldana are done, um, but maybe maybe this will be the rest we see of all these characters. Um, but yeah, I I. I think the weird thing is, after Avengers Endgame came out, it really seemed like Marvel should be done, <laughs> but it wasn't, and there were a few things that were like exciting to still look forward to, like the next Spider-Man movie, and the next Black Panther movie, and, and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. And since Avengers Endgame now, we've had those two Spider-Man movies and that trilogy's kind of wrapped up. And we got the Black Panther sequel, and and sadly Chadwick Boseman did pass away. So that also feels kind of done. And now with Guardians of the Galaxy also finished, I'm at a point now where it's like, I don't know what we're looking forward to with Marvel. It seems like everything's done and they had a whole phase four where they didn't really set up anything (laughs) that's got people excited i
0: think they're really hoping that the fantastic four pans out
3: but then why are they taking so goddamn long to
0: do it i think because they need they really need to win
3: (laughs) (laughs) so they gotta do it right
0: Uh, I also like Guardians quite a bit, to the point where, since I couldn't stop thinking about it, I went and bumped it up a half star. So I'm I'm at four stars as well on the letterboxed. And, you know, if you're someone who feels burnout on Marvel, like I feel like I usually am, I will say that this one does feel different than those other ones. It really feels more of, like, it's James Gunn's vision. I like the real, like, physical sets, like the weird, like... Mm -hmm. Organic. I don't want to spoil it too much. Like almost like human organ type planets. Like the real mm-hmm. sets, or when they go to Counter Earth with all the animal people. Like these are real like houses. It's not like. I mean, I didn't see Contomania, but you know, it's got all the weird. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I, I didn't see it. So, but it, but just based off the trailers, it looked like they're in a bunch of weird voids of special effects CG stuff. I, I don't know what that movie how that movie feels, but this feels very tactile, uh, which I like. And yeah, I think they just do a good job of, of paying off on the character arcs. It's very emotional in that way. And we really like these characters. And the villain plot is interesting. It's not like a movie where I'm like, I don't care what that villain's doing. This is is creepy. It's good stuff. <laughs> the, the high evolutionary is a great villain. I love them.
3: Yeah. They did more with him in this one movie than they've done with all these Kang appearances we've gotten um, in in Loki and Quantumania. I've heard people say they thought, I, I can't remember the actor's name, Chuku Ifudi,
0: uh, was so good that he should just be Kang, <laughs> even though he's already been the high evolutionary. <laughs> uh, yeah. Which I, I don't know, but I, I liked him quite a bit, and I, I hope to see him pop up in more stuff because I only know him from this and, and Peacemaker, and he's he's a great find. So uh, totally, maybe he'll pop up in in Superman because uh, I know James Gunn said he'd, he'd probably cast some of his Guardians buddies in uh, in a Superman movie. I heard Dave Bautista wants to play Lex Luthor. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> I'd watch it. Can Lex Luthor be buff? Is it allowed? I don't know. Yes, Lex Luthor should be buff. Should he be buff?
3: Lex Luthor (laughs) is all about human ego, so he would absolutely be like working out.
1: He'd be like like like... Jeff Bezos. Honestly,
3: I'm okay with Dave Bautista being
0: Lex Luthor. My only thing is, we've seen Lex Luthor so many times. I mean, he'll have to show up eventually.
3: Yeah. Well, I don't think. I mean, he's an essential part. Yeah, you gotta have Lex Luthor.
0: Yeah. Um.
3: Yeah, but that's the thing, we were talking about this, this, Sean,
0: is it's like, kind of the weird thing is it's like a big win for like, oh, Marvel made like a pretty good movie, but then it's also like, I'm not excited for future Marvel projects, I'm excited <laughs> for future James Gunn projects.
3: Yeah, Marvel got a win with a guy they already fired, and so they burnt <laughs> that bridge, and he's not coming back, uh, and he's actually going over to head the their biggest rival, it's so weird. And these characters feel so separate from the rest of the MCU that, like, I, I, it's to me, it's totally possible that this is the end of the road for all these characters. Like, enough of this cast is loyal to James Gunn that they might not want to do it without James Gunn. Um, really, the only one I don't feel that way about is Chris Pratt because Chris Pratt loves being a movie star. He'll do whatever it takes. He knows his limits. Smart man. It's like I'm gonna
0: ride this shit, rest of my life.
3: But yeah, I mean that I don't want to get too much. Uh, like that's a future problem, right? I think right now the thing is, hey, for the first time since Avengers Endgame, a Marvel movie's out, and it's like I'm really excited about it. It's really good. I'm looking forward to seeing it again. There's always like a tinge of
0: of like sadness after I see a Guardians movie, though, because I know like nothing else can quite scratch this itch like Guardians no. can.
3: Well, and I don't even think like Suicide Squad really scratched this itch. That was it. That was a separate no. thing. That was a little more cynical and uh, a little more B movie ish than this. It's it's a, such a unique tone.
0: I think Superman will be interesting. I know people are like, oh, he's too like he's too much of a potty
3: mouth to do
0: <laughs> Superman. <laughs> Oh, Michael Rooker's going to be Superman. He's going to fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I feel like you can see, like, he, there's some, like, like majestic moments in these Guardians movies and, like, heartfelt yeah. moments, too. He's clearly got it in him to, like, to do that stuff, too. And I think he will. So I'm, I'm excited. Uh, but aside from that, yeah, it's like I can't really get anything. I've been thinking of watching Slither again recently because, like, I need, I need some other James Gunn-related media. I don't know, to satiate me until... Cause I'm not gonna get. I just don't feel like I'm gonna get satisfied like this by any other Marvel movies. I, I don't have no? th- that much faith in Fantastic Four. I don't think they have any idea what they're gonna do with the X Men. That's why we
3: haven't seen them yet. I that 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 boggles them because I mean, if there's anything that would have gotten me excited post End Game, it was hey, now we're doing the X Men, and they did that acquisition, and they've just been sitting on them. But yeah, I mean, you look at the rest of this year and the next year, right? It's the Marvels, it's in the Captain America movie, uh, the Thunderbolts movie, and, and I mean, maybe Blade will come out eventually. It just got delayed again, <laughs> again. Writer strike. Um, like those are movies that are tied into TV shows mostly. Yeah, it's like who 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 wants to see that? I don't know. Some Uber nerd somewhere. <laughs> It should be me, but I even I'm like yeah, son. I don't I don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like I go because I'm just trying to have a good time, you know. It's, yeah. the, it's not the same as this, or it's the same as it was, where yeah. I was like genuinely really excited. It's more just like all right, maybe it'll be fun. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I don't
0: know,
3: dude. Quantum Mania was so bad. I'm excited to watch it on <laughs> Disney Plus, though.
0: I feel like that'll be one. To, do you think, will that be fun if I get really high before I watch it?
3: <laughs> I mean, it can't hurt.
0: Can't hurt? Okay. I'm, I'll probably do that.
2: <laughs>
0: that sounds like fun. Also, another thing that's great to do while you're high is my little pick. Mm. Okay. So, so I knew we were doing a movie that is about competition of sorts it's, it's a sport sure <laughs> uh so i decided to have a little competition myself but not on the baseball diamond in my tummy yeah, i've got I, I, two, I knew where that was going i've like. got two <laughs> new brands of doritos that i'm gonna try and i'm gonna see which one's better guys doritos now has doritos hot mustard and doritos tangy ketchup i have not yeah. I, I just sent you guys Whoa. a pick in the discord i've not tried these yet i've not even opened the bags but I'm going to try them for you, and then I'm going to recommend to our listeners which one they should get. Unless I hate Did both of them. you also
3: prepare a hot dog that you can sprinkle the chips on That would have
0: been top. an awesome idea. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> My dog just emerged. He's very interested by what I'm doing. <laughs> I'm going to try mustard price. first because I think ketchup is going to be the winner. Because I've had ketchup yeah. chips before, and they're good. Yeah, ketchup yeah. chips are okay. Mustard sounds it like a, really a bad good. choice. So I'm trying the hot mustard. It doesn't. It just smells like a. It smells like a corn chip. It looks just yellow. It's nothing special about it. I, I'm trying it now. What a crunch! Oh my god, they fucking nailed it. My concern. It tastes a little too much like honey mustard. Hmm. It doesn't say that's not supposed to be. It says hot mustard. It's a little too sweet. I wonder if they had to make it sweet because it would have been too vinegary if it wasn't sweet. But it's pretty um, good.
1: Does it taste like those, uh, like Fritos twists? I feel like those are kind of honey. You know what? Honey flavor. D- now that you mention it, they do the kind
0: of the like barbecue Frito. Yeah. I'm. Yeah.
3: Um, yeah.
0: I'm actually trying another one before I try ketchup because I liked it so much.
3: Hmm, <laughs> that's good. So it, it's not like clearing your sinuses like Chinese hot mustard. It's not yeah, that's that. Hot. What I was imagining. I was worried it might be too hot.
0: It's not that hot. <laughs> Okay. I think even though you're you haven't even tried it, Colin, you nailed it with those those Frito's barbecue twists. I do
1: I do like those actually. It so. has a
0: similar like sweetness and kind of vinegaryness to it. Mm-hmm. But there's also like a little bit of kick. Just a little bit. Alright, now I'm <laughs> trying to ketchup. It's this, this is tangy ketchup, I'll remind you. I like that. Oh my god, I love ketchup chips. <laughs> they fucking nailed good. it. Yeah. This is tough. I really I'm proud of Doritos for this hot mustard. I thought it was going to be, terrible. It was going to be disgusting. But I got to give it to Tangy Ketchup. I love ketchup chips. It's not something you can usually get, I feel like, in the States that often. Mm-hmm. It's more of a Canadian thing, I think. And they have dressed chips, which I know are different. But that's I feel like they remind me of ketchup chips. But I'm going to go with Tangy Ketchup. Mm-hmm. So if you see these two brands of chips in the store and you're, and you're tempted... I mean, you might like hot mustard, but definitely go for that tangy ketchup. It's not too sweet. It's ketchupy. It's red. It's fun. It's, but it's not like scary red, like when you eat one of those uh, Flamin' Hot Cheetos. Those are like... Oh,
3: <coughs> yeah. Okay, so how does the heat of the mustard compare
0: to the heat of a Flamin' Hot Cheeto? Oh, I mean, the Flamin' Hot Cheeto's are way hotter. These these hot mustard okay. ones are not hot at all. They could have called it mild <laughs> mustard, but I don't think that's as good a name if they called the mild have, mustard. Have you dips. still never had those, Sean?
1: Mm-hmm. I don't think I've had those. They got some kick. I mean, there's yeah, there's not really anything else in the snack (laughs) realm that's as spicy as those. things. I did the dumbest thing.
0: Oh, just like last year, I was like, I got some at a gas station and then drove while eating flaming hot Cheetos, and I can't think of a messier snack food than flaming hot because they leave like a thick red dust. You know, mm-hmm. it looks like you just fucking like killed Pokey from Gumpy. You know, it's just like <laughs> <laughs> with your hands. Your hands, <laughs> and bones you ground him up. You ground up the clay. And you crushed it. Wow, <laughs> that
3: stuff is so cakey. It's so thick. Yeah. So I'm on Dorito's website, and they have really linked. Like, they have a lot of Flamin' Hot flavors. So there's Flamin' Hot Nacho, Flamin' Hot Cool Ranch, Flamin' Hot uh, Lemon. Uh, Din- dinamita chili lim- lemon uh, spicy sweet chili spicy nacho flamas salsa verde but it's like on fire uh, Tapatio flavored okay I've and just put both of the chips in my mouth at the same time and yeah. it is the greatest sensation I've ever felt oh my god <laughs> John you gotta put these on a sandwich or something
0: I really want a hot dog. I think that's a great idea. To like, I don't know if I'd crumble them on a hot dog. Like, instead of using condiments, I'll like I'll just use these chips. Yep. But you know where you can enjoy a hot dog? Where? Where?
1: At the ballpark. Oh, whoa! Yeah, you're right. When was the last time you guys went to a baseball game?
2: Mm.
0: Pandemic really screwed stuff up So I don't know
1: Yeah Uh, Okay so yeah 42 it's a movie About Jackie Robinson Uh, The man Who broke the color barrier In Major League Baseball And all of professional sports Um, His story has been made Into Movies before not a ton but, I mean, the, the, the kind of most interesting thing is that his story was made into a movie starring him in 1950. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Called The Jackie Robinson Story. Um, this was just, like, a few years after the events that take place in forty two. it's Starring him and actors. <laughs> i watched a, a few clips himself. of
0: it online just to see what it was yeah
1: like. i didn't get around to watching it even though it's like on youtube because i think it's in the public domain
0: jackie robinson doesn't have as cool a speaking voice as i think he did um, um and he looks, right, he looks
2: yeah. <laughs> he looks old <laughs> he mean, looks old i mean you been, can tell
0: he's not yeah
1: he would have been at least age 30 anymore. I but don't.
0: it is cool seeing like a movie from that era with a lot of black actors in it. Uh, cause I yeah, I just don't feel like I see that often. It, you know, it seems okay. It does have like it is kind of goofy though. It, it was very much like
1: Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know,
0: it's not gonna be like a hard hitting drama by any means. No. Yeah. But it's cool that it happened.
1: Yeah, I think uh, Ruby D played uh... His wife, Rachel Robinson, in that one. Uh, but yeah, that that's the first iteration of this movie. Um, I think there was another movie called, like, Soul of the Game that was made for HBO that we were talking about before the podcast. Um, but that was more about kind of him in the Negro Leagues before he played for the Dodgers. Um... And In the 90s Spike Lee wanted to make a Jackie Robinson movie Which was kind of like The beginning of this movie Finally (laughs) Like getting made Uh, But then like uh, Yeah originally it was supposed to be a Spike Lee movie I think He wanted Denzel Washington to star in it As Jackie Robinson Which Would have been cool I would have liked to see that movie um, so I guess it would have been a little hard to imagine him doing like a more mainstream movie, but um, I mean he's he's definitely proven that he can do sort of mainstream movies like when he did Inside Man and and sort of Black Klansman and I mean Malcolm X was also a big biopic, um, but yeah that that movie was supposed to come out in 1997 to commemorate the 50th anniversary of of jackie robinson breaking the color barrier and uh, i guess it fell apart due to creative differences not really sure with who uh maybe the producers maybe between denzel and spike it was a little hard to find to find much on like the earlier failed jackie robinson via pics um the thing
3: was they had to get this giant robot spider in there somewhere and they couldn't find the place for it
1: that's true it had to be done. Yeah, it was produced by that guy. What was
0: that guy's name? Oh, wait, was this actually produced know. by that guy?
1: No, it wasn't. <laughs> Sean's imagining a scenario where it was produced by that guy. Did it had to have a giant spider? I don't know why. What? Because that's, the, wild, that's wild the story West.
3: of of uh, the Superman movie. I was thinking about Superman because we talked about him before. Yeah, you know, there's that Superman movie that was taking forever to be made, and then Kevin Smith talks about how he got on to write it, and everything's going great except the producer insisted to have a giant mechanical spider in it, and then <laughs> the same producer went on to make Wild Wild West, and lo and behold, <laughs> giant mechanical John spider. Peters
1: sounds right, yeah. From uh, Licorice Pizza. From Licorice Pizza. (laughs) (laughs) I just assume you would have that name in the back of your head. I had to think. You know, it's funny.
0: I could have just looked up Licorice Pizza, but I tried to find another way. And then I remembered, like, he was, like, married to Pamela Anderson for, like, a day. Like, recently. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
3: that sounds right. So I just just found him on something like that. I can't decide if this guy sucks super hard or kind of rules. He walks a fine line (laughs) That's for sure He's an insane person
2: Yeah
1: (laughs) Uh, But yeah after that Project didn't really materialize Um, Robert Redford's Production company Was like Kind of trying to get a Jackie Robinson Movie uh, Up and running Uh in that version Redford was planning Jackie on playing Tricky. yeah he's planning <laughs> on playing Jackie Robinson the ripe old age of uh probably like 68 or something <laughs> <laughs> no he would he would have played Brad tricky um and uh I I feel like in when they were trying to set up that movie like kind of their goal was to have uh, Rachel Robinson Jackie Robinson's widow uh, Pretty involved in the production Making it kind of like At least somewhat accurate Or at least true to the spirit of what um, Robinson did for baseball um, mm-hmm. And that, that like They they had her very involved In uh, in this movie uh, Which kind of started to pick up steam In 2011 Being helmed by Brian Heglund I don't really know how he got involved with this movie. Um, I would kind of assume it's just because he was, you know, a veteran of Hollywood at this point. Uh, yeah, his resume doesn't really scream like uh, important African American story. No, it
3: screams action movie. Yeah, I mean, this is the guy who did a Knight's Tale, right?
1: I mean, that's sort of a sports movie, if you think about and, it. Well, oh, I guess, yeah. Like when well, he wrote sports. L.A. Confidential. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the thing mean, he's probably best known for. I think he won an Oscar for that, yeah. For co-writing that with Curtis Hanson. He
0: was the white man for the job. He was the
1: white man for the job. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's my one joke. Before the, we started recording, I alluded to I just come up with a joke. No, good job! Good job. <laughs> it's good my job. one contribution. I don't know anything else about this man. I saw *Mississippi River*.
1: Uh, kind of yeah, sucked. He wrote, he wrote that. <laughs> he also wrote Bloodwork Another Clint. Oh, I've movie. seen that. Another yeah. one of your favorites. Another you know.
0: one of my favorite. Just a weird oh. movie where, it's, uh, like, uh, there's a showdown between Clint Eastwood and Jeff Daniels. It's just an interesting <laughs> final showdown. Uh, yeah Isn't it funny that Clint Eastwood Made a movie where he's too old to be a cop 20 years ago <laughs> <laughs> And he's still in movies
1: uh, But is he still Playing a cop mm, No
0: I mean Maybe. Cry Macho was just a year or two ago He's just an aging cowboy <laughs> Yeah, It'd be yeah. great if he's still on the force Yeah <laughs>
1: Let's make another dirty Harry, why not?
0: Oh, that'd be so good if they finished off the dirty. So they just call old. it like Harry Callahan. Yeah. Finds that he has a son. But it's not Scott Eastwood. They gotta get somebody a and, little. And taller. also
1: a grandson.
0: And a grandson. <laughs> Who's also old enough they to before. Te- so this is like that shaft movie. Yeah, it's like summer. shafts. <laughs> oh maybe just call it
1: dirty Harry's. Yeah. Are they all named Harry? Yeah, yeah, it could be like you <laughs> know.
3: So they all share the first thing. They're Junior. not all Callahans. They're all Harry You can't call it Dirty Callahans, or maybe Little we'll just Callahans. Call Callahans,
0: Callahans. But I don't know what that is. I guess the, mm, you know that was the, that's a weird thing about the Dirty Harry movies is because they just have these standalone titles. And I know. I feel like no one knows what fucking order they go in. <laughs> oh yeah, that's impossible to know. <laughs> It's not like Dirty Harry 2 colon Magnum Force, you know, it's all over the place. Yeah, I don't even know if that's 2
3: or not. No clue. I know the last one is the Deadpool. Yeah, because of Deadpool. Also,
0: Jim Carrey's in it, I don't know. I don't know why that helps <laughs> you remember the title, but it does.
3: <laughs> Liam Neeson's in it, my man.
0: Ah, very nice, very nice.
3: It's terrible <laughs> Um, What were we talking about? Brian uh, well,
1: Hegland. He also After this movie Made that That movie where Tom Hardy's Playing like British gangster twins That nobody saw
0: Oh I feel like nobody sees Most of Tom Hardy's movies
1: I know he just does it for himself
0: I guess. Yeah, I think he's just one of those guys who like, sees an interesting role It's like, yeah, I'll just do that I don't care yeah. who's doing it
1: I just want to do an interesting part The movie's movie called Legend also Which is a pretty forgettable <laughs> title for a movie yeah. Uh,
3: um, But yeah, okay, he made this movie Okay Yeah It's a choice It's a choice Do you think it, the movie suffers for going with a director without a vision?
1: Um, yeah, probably a little bit. (laughs) I mean, I like this movie. Ask that in kind of a loaded way.
3: Yeah,
1: like, uh, it's a perfectly fine movie. I I would, honestly, I would watch it again just because it has that like very comfort food feel to it even though it does definitely have some uh, you know some uh heated questions about race in america uh but at the same time it is kind of a feel-good baseball movie yeah um,
3: well i think that's the thing right is like should jackie robinson's story be a feel-good baseball story like i don't know is jackie robinson's story actually a story that should be rated r maybe And kind of hard to watch. Uh, I
1: feel
3: like this movie touches on that exclusively with Alan Tudyk's character.
1: I know. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely something I thought about a lot was like, should this movie have a harder edge to it? (laughs) Like, because it's not like it shies away from how racist America was in the 40s. Like, I mean, even before Alan Tudyk's character shows up, like, He's going to spring trading in Florida And everybody's like You can't be here Get out of our shitty Florida town um, And even like The people on his team are kind of like I don't know about this guy Because I'm racist Even Ryan uh, Merriman Didn't he learn Ryan anything Merriman.
0: From Luck of the Irish
1: <laughs> Yeah <laughs> um
3: okay are we going to talk about all the people we recognize in this movie because there's so many
1: i think at some point uh, yeah how about we can go through the cast uh right now if you want and then we can kind of just go through the plot since um i'm not going to give you the whole like history of (laughs) jackie robinson because i mean this movie is that History, or at least the most, like, I- important part of his career. Yeah. I mean, he certainly well, did interesting things after and before, but, like, this is this is his moment.
3: Which, by the way, yeah,
1: respect for that,
3: by the way. Yeah, yeah I, I love that. biopics. That's
1: my favorite approach to biopics, is yeah. when you don't try to tell the whole life story of someone. You just tell the most interesting part of their life story. Mm-hmm.
0: No, I say put him in old age makeup
1: <laughs> He didn't even live that long But uh he got, he got some gray hair He lived to be in his early 50s uh, But yeah, obviously This movie's um, Important because it was also The breakout role of Chadwick Boseman who Sean mentioned earlier Mr. Black Panther himself Um mm-hmm. You know, Although
3: at this time, yeah. he was Mister Playing Celebrities. <laughs>
1: I mean, yeah, and he, he continued to do that for a little bit, like playing, uh, James yeah, James Brown, James Brown, Thurgood Marshall, and Jackie Robinson. Toth, the ancient Egyptian
0: deity the gods <laughs> ah, of yes. Egypt.
2: Can't forget about <laughs> Toth.
1: <laughs> That's, That's an a, inspirational not trying to say it.
0: I forgot about the Thurgood Marshall movie. Definitely didn't remember that.
1: I mean, yeah, that one kind of came and went. I'm sure it's fine. Uh, but also, it just feels like you know, we we now have to kind of cherish the the Chadwick Boseman movies we got because um, he didn't do a ton of movies. He did a needed a decent amount, but. Um, Definitely felt like he could have done more, especially, like, since even for a while, he, he was getting kind of typecast in these these biopics and then, you know, just showing up in, in Marvel movies. Um, yeah. Definitely feels like he could have had a, a Denzel Washington-type career where he's doing these big mainstream blockbusters, but also doing, like, uh, you know, dramas. Um, since he, he did have, like, a theater background, um did do a lot of acting on the stage before yeah and he getting was getting the the start on that too yeah uh,
3: when he died like he had done that uh that movie nobody saw with the bridges <laughs> you know, the one. it's produced by the russo brothers 21 but bridges. not directed by them
1: it's 21 um,
3: and then he did uh like that's totally a movie that denzel would have done if he was oh yeah 20 years younger yeah um Needed he the Defy Bloods and Mount Rainy's Black Bottom. Like, yeah, I think he was like poised to not just do biopics of Marvel movies. And yeah. unfortunately that's when we lost him.
1: It's a bummer. Yeah. For it it sure. bums
3: me out so much.
1: It's uh It's fucked, man. <laughs> um But yeah, there, there were a bunch of, of actors that tried out for the role, but it sounds like Bozeman got it because, um, like when they were, when people were auditioning, um, Bozeman was like the one person who every time, or when he auditioned, um, he chose to do the scene where like he, he goes into the, the, you know, the entry to the, the dugout where he just like takes the bat and breaks down and just like can't control himself because he's so overwhelmed with rage that he's having to like hold in um and so that impressed Mr. Hegland. uh and also like he was clearly athletic like he played um basketball I think throughout high school um but also did Little League growing up, so he he knew how to play baseball. <laughs> I like to think Little well League enough. perfects your body for yeah. <laughs> I, maybe if you're good, pretty good at it, though. You guys feel like you you're like, pretty good. You could play on screen athletes because you played Little League. I feel like I could. Yeah, okay. I mean, I could play one of the the like background white guys in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> look like, like I know enough. Definitely of it, like, like a I'm guy doing. like
0: from the forties, because I feel yeah. like yeah. You Like weird kind of lanky like dweebs not saying that's what you are but I'm just saying like you didn't have to be <laughs> the greatest specimen ever to be a baseball player but, but if you but were also you
1: know. yeah
3: <laughs> but also um, when people were pitching and hitting and catching they looked like they knew what they were doing in this movie which is not always the case. And yeah. then, like, sort of to your, to, like, talking about playing, like, Little League Baseball, like, those fundamentals are what you need as, a, as an actor in a baseball movie, and, and yeah. they are definitely here. It's not and like they, you need they, to be able to good. hit
1: a 90-mile-an-hour pitch.
3: But you need to know what it looks like when you throw a pitch.
1: Yeah. You're not looking like uh, Daniel Bright and he's bounded down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, this man just threw a baseball for the first time on the set <laughs> of this TV show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it also sounded like Bozeman did a lot of like training with uh baseball coaches to make sure that like his swing and the way he ran on the field was similar to to Jackie Robinson's, like they'd study tape of him um and like compare it to his own running um just cool and a nice touch because it's like I don't think most people know exactly how Jackie Robinson played I guess I can kind of imagine like newsreel footage of him playing but it's still like a little fuzzy but um yeah that that attention to detail is always always good Uh, um yeah you want to talk about the rest of the cast (laughs) um
3: we should talk about the star of the movie, Harrison Ford.
1: Harrison Ford. Um. Do you think he's the star of this movie?
3: I do. I think the movie. Okay. Part, of, part of my complaining about. It's tepid. A depiction of racism. Is that it's also. It's, it's framing this as like Branch Rickey's story. More than it's Jackie Robinson's story. To me, that's how it felt at least. Mm. Um because I mean it has scenes where he's like I could just pick anybody but uh, this guy seems tough enough he'll be the one he'll do it like it it, it starts with him and it ends with with him and, and, and Ricky's the one that has like a little bit of an emotional arc about uh coming like revealing to us that he's really doing it because of his guilt that he didn't do enough in his youth about racism um Whereas Jackie's emotional arc is just, I'm going to do it for the whole movie. <laughs> and then he does it. Um, and then he keeps doing it. And then the movie ends. Um, but it is fun to see Harrison Ford starring in a movie. Like, it doesn't happen a ton anymore. I mean, and then when he does, it's movies like Ender's Game, which, woof. I don't think you guys have seen that one but you don't need to uh yeah I say these days this movie's like 10 years old more than 10 years old that counts as these days days for Harrison Ford (laughs) when he was a youthful 70 as opposed to now Mm mhm um I I think it's also a, a very different approach you know uh Chadwick Boseman's performance is a little understated and like you said, clearly well-researched. Um, and then Harrison Ford is like, I'm going to put on makeup and gigantic eyebrows and do a voice and, uh, you know, yell at people and do funny metaphors and have some, some sweet singers in there and talk about God. <laughs> you just play more of a character. And, and I, I think that's fine too. I mean, there
1: are other people in the movie definitely playing characters. It doesn't seem, like, out of place. I think it's just um, that, yeah, Jackie Robinson is more stoic than really the other guys on the team. Um, I think that's okay. But it definitely does lead to the sort of, like, the more kind of lighthearted tone of this movie. um, That also kind of tackles the very dark problem of racism. Um, it's, just,
3: it's in their names, right? Jackie Robinson, normal guy's name. Played yeah, like a I normal don't... human being. Branch Ricky, one of the silliest names you'll ever hear. Play like a cartoon character. Sure.
2: <laughs>
0: Best on-screen Richard Nixon I've ever seen. <laughs> I like it
1: fine. Yeah I didn't mind it I, I thought it was fine I um I don't know I I don't know if he's in the movie too much Or is framed as too much of the main character Like it's not like uh, I don't know There there are I guess for me worse cases of White savior movies And this never like Quite Like the blind side territory. Like the blind side. They, they, or, they make it seem like that guy book. doesn't know
0: how to, like, speak.
3: It's, it's so much he's worse because he's a
0: Michael real guy. <laughs> <laughs> Yet everybody's and everybody's. And he was like, what the fuck did they do can... to me?
2: <laughs>
0: he saw it. He had to watch the movie. Like, why I mean, I Yeah, so comparing this, this to
1: blind side, it's like, I mean, <laughs> you could do a lot worse uh, than, than how they handle. 42 in terms of like The the athlete at the center of it Like he's definitely a character in the movie Um, Probably has more screen time Than everybody else but maybe that's uh, Still not great that I have to Like kind of think about it (laughs) If he's uh, The character with the most screen time But yeah you've got Harrison Ford You've also got um, Andre Holland in in this kind of Throughout Playing a real guy, a uh, a sports writer, who um, yeah, he's kind of just in the background. But it, it sounds like this is like fairly accurate that he had like some uh, sway over convincing Branch Rickey to um, get Jackie Robinson to be the
0: I have to know the first
1: African American baseball player. Um,
0: I was so surprised this was a real guy. Like, yeah. it definitely seemed like a device, like, we okay, we need to have some other character to kind of, like, tell this other portion of the story. Let's come up with a character we'll call him Jim Reiterman or something.
3: <laughs> but, no, mm. real guy. Real, actually followed Jackie. I have Jackie, to know if he, he really brought a typewriter. Yeah. This That's cool. Because yeah. yeah. that looked ridiculous to me. Typewriters are heavy.
2: Just
0: bring yeah, heavy. bring a notepad,
1: right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's hard to imagine. It seems like something informed by our our modern ways of that's, putting laptops on our laps. That's what
3: I <laughs> I thought, Colin. Is that they were like, oh, he's got if he has a typewriter, but he uses it like a laptop. The kids will get what he's doing. But I don't. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, he can also just be.
1: Writing in a notepad <laughs> and it would be fine. It's like what I do with the baseball game. <laughs> do you think kids these days
0: don't know how to write? Well, like whole, words. I mean,
3: it's it's not. They only know how to type. If, them. if you started kindergarten in 2020, um, maybe you've never picked up a pencil. Yeah, right. It's possible. And you you be in like third grade now. Never picked. What the fuck is that? <laughs> All on, yeah. All on tablets, right? Mm hmm. All right. Some other actors I recognize. On the phone. Uh, Gotta start with, obviously, Lucas Black. Uh, All is is a shocking (laughs) surprise to see Lucas Black um, in anything. Um, (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, a substantial role. I, I mean, I've always known the name Pee Wee Reese because he is like the most famous yeah. of the the Brooklyn Dodgers for like befriending the most Jack famous and being kind of outspoken about it. Um, so like, yeah, most famous hugger. <laughs> um, so good for also good for Lucas on the Black. Team.
0: I I thought he was pretty good. I'm just gonna say. I I feel like so many baseball players, uh, like at least ones that I know today, are like kind of like Hicks from like the South. So I feel like he's yeah. perfect for that. Like I really bought him as a baseball player. Like because mm-hmm. that's the thing about like so many white baseball players is they're usually like yeah these like goofy guys from like the middle of nowhere. So I actually really? thought he was pretty well cast, despite the fact that he just kind of pops
3: randomly into movies here and there. Um, mm-hmm. I also saw Hamish Linklater. Was uh, mm-hmm. one of the pitchers on on the Dodgers. Uh, he is. Uh, he was on Legion. He was in uh, uh, the Big Short. Uh, I guess after this. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right, okay. Midnight Mass. He's like it's best role. So hard for me to imagine him as an athlete. Just when you look at his Wikipedia photo with like a big scarf, he just seems like such a, <laughs> an a such a thespian.
1: <laughs> yeah. Do we see him play baseball in this movie, though? Hmm. I Feel like he's mostly just in locker scenes. Although he and he and then he has like a pivotal locker scene. Yeah. Well, because yeah. he's a
3: he's a pitcher.
1: I guess if you're a pitcher, you can get around get away yeah, with. So just, I guess like, they don't need him sitting around. <laughs> Okay, because
3: actually, this this brings up the one thing I my one note that I wanted mm-hmm. to bring up about this movie that I had. Did you notice that in this movie, whenever they're practicing, Jackie is playing defense, and whenever they're playing in real <laughs> games, Jackie is playing offense, and they never switch.
1: I think it's just more compelling, just because. Uh... I just feel like when you're playing offense, like you're you're the main character in baseball. <laughs> but when you're in defense, you're just kind of like mm-hmm. observing things, and that's not that exciting. So the the stakes aren't as high.
3: But when you're when when you're practicing hitting, you're just yeah. But when you're practicing hitting, it, you're just standing there hitting the ball over and over and over. Versus when you're practicing fielding, you know you're you're running around. <laughs> maybe mm-hmm. you're dropping it maybe you got to throw it there's like there's there's some it's more dynamic to practice footage yeah. to get is i order. mean he
1: they he does have one at bat in like spring training though like early in the movie where that the most racist player on the team walks him and then he, he like steals every base and then he steals home and that was cool yeah I don't know who that actor was. Not not one of the notable guys on the on the Dodgers. Uh, who else? Well, we we of course have to talk about Alan Tudyk as the most racist. Why would he want baseball.
0: this part? <laughs> I
1: have no idea. Why would
0: he look at that and he'd be like, oh, I can do something with this. Like, what's Ooh. going on? He's a big enough name to where he doesn't have to do this.
3: Yeah. Well, his, his star has really risen since this because of being in um, Disney's, Disney's realm, right? Cause I don't mm-hmm. think so. Disney I MVP. think he's
0: exactly where he was back then, now. He's still that guy that, like, you know, nerds know, but most people don't. <laughs>
2: Yeah, he was Because, yeah, he's up done like Star Wars stuff, stuff.
0: But I mean he's then. a voice actor mostly to most people. I the guess newest. I guess you could say yeah. because he starred in Resident Alien, he recently starred in his own show, he's probably more popular than he's been.
3: hmm
0: So I I think yeah, I think it's fair to say he's he's more famous now than he was even in when this came out. But still, yeah, like I feel is. like you could have like... got like a no face like anybody. Like I just it's so <laughs> surprising to see someone I know so racist like I've never seen a more racist character in a movie
3: ever but it's just it's so it's so like thoughtlessly racist too like he's just shouting the n-word over and over and over
1: over and over I mean that is a thing that people do in baseball where they just like yell insults at the other team and it's not really like clever or well thought out they're just like trying to get inside their head but you know this guy's doing it in the worst way possible
3: this guy needs to get taken out yeah that's the, the, best, part the guy. best part of the movie best part of the movie is and it was the little summary of what happened later at the end when they say alan tudyk never managed again he was
1: fired after the season yeah
0: is there a site that, like, keeps track of how many swears are in a movie?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I bet there is, yeah
0: Well, IMDB has a section, like, the parental guide section And they say there's, uh, the N-word is said 43 times How many of those do you think are allentedic?
1: Probably, like... Like, 20? Yeah, like, 20, 25 yeah, Probably about half, yeah That sounds oh, about goodness. right Yeah <laughs> Mm.
0: Yeah crazy uh, But scene. yeah
1: apparently um, The current city I live in Philadelphia is the most racist country In the country <laughs> Because this guy's wow. Playing for the Phillies And then there's that scene where they try to check into the hotel At uh, in In Philadelphia Like the Ben Franklin hotel And they're like nope You can't stay here and then also well, the and... the general manager or whatever is like, no, we don't accept black people in Philadelphia, which is a <laughs> weird take. <laughs> but, so it was well, and, and man, then, if,
3: and then if the movie has another villain player that's not Alan Tudyk, it's the pitcher that hits him in the head, and then Jackie hits a home run off of him at the end of the movie, and that guy plays for the pirates so still in the commonwealth of pennsylvania <laughs> yeah pittsburgh you always dissing yeah. on, on pittsburgh it's a very uh, very
1: anti-pennsylvania movie <laughs> oh well um
3: chris maloney's in this cool. as oh a, yes the, the original manager um and then he's replaced by forgettable manager that guy's oh, yeah. good,
0: but yeah, I didn't recognize that actor. He's just, he's just like
1: a nice man who doesn't get involved in the team, it seems like. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. he, he just, just lets them of, do their thing. He just kind of watches, and he's like, oh, good job, guys. I think Max Gale
0: is the actor. Bert was the character, right? Bert shot, yeah. Yeah, Max Gale. Don't know him, but... Uh, I mean, I liked him, but he just, he's just like, all right, well, I'm just gonna... Kind of, you guys do your thing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's no. what it, I mean. If uh, yeah. based off this movie, I don't I think the role of manager may have been different back then, right? Like, you either just chill or you could just be screaming the N word all ga- game, you know? <laughs> it was just a different strategy to how to play, nothing the game. in the
1: middle,
3: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I like seeing John C. McGinley as the uh.
1: Oh, that's right. Oh, incredible West accent work. As, as Red Barber, who I was doing an impression of earlier. I uh,
0: also like seeing Toby Huss as kind of like uh, Harrison Ford's right-hand man. That was fun. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. A, lot of, a lot of actors I like.
3: Did it feel to you like almost two separate movies? Like, before he's on the Dodgers and then after he's on the Dodgers. Uh, like
2: I mean, do not yeah. tell if, if...
3: To me, it felt like two separate movies because I had seen that second half before. Um, but also because suddenly there's just more celebrities <laughs> in the movie at that point. Because, like, that's suddenly... Um, you know, we've got the John C. McGinley uh, voiceover. We start seeing people like Alan Tudyk. um, the like players that they set up early in the movie are all actually like on the Dodgers, so we don't like see them during the first half of the movie when he's playing for the Royals. Um, I don't know. To me, it just it felt like okay, we're done with this like this era, and now we're switching to a different era, and it's got a little bit of a different tone, even though it's like
1: a year later. Yeah, I mean, I I think that's just kind of a hard thing to like work out narratively in a script when you know when you get signed to a baseball team you have to play in the minor leagues for a little bit um and there is like i mean i feel like they kind of had to do it because that's like it, it gives you an opportunity to have him play uh I guess, first in the South, where, you know, racial tensions are a a bit worse, (laughs) quite a bit worse than in New York in those days. Um, And then also, like, he's not kind of shielded by being on a major league club. He's just out there in the real world. Um, Yeah, I thought, I don't know. It it, it didn't bother me, I guess.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's tough when you're doing a true story like this, because, like, uh, you got to highlight some things, but you can't highlight all of it. I was wondering if, like, are they going to do, like, because he's a World Series champion, are they going to get to that? Will they have to jump quite a bit to get, maybe they shouldn't get to that? What, what series or game are they going to frame this around? I think it's okay. I think your letterbox review con hit the nail right on the head, though. This would have been a great, like, mini series.
1: Yes. No, that is definitely. Something I felt after watching Because the ending is a little Like uh, Unsatisfying to me Because they As you kind of said Like Jackie Robinson doesn't really have That much of an arc You just get to the end of it And it's like oh yeah he's good at baseball He hit a home run off that Asshole Pirates player And then They won the pennant that year um, uh, but there's not really any like build up to them winning the pennant really. Um, which I guess is fine. Cause it's not like they won the world series that year. But, um, yeah, I mean, the other thing is, um, like the Jackie Robinson story. Like I, I know it most well from it being kind of like the centerpiece of Ken Burns baseball <laughs> documentary. Like he definitely makes it kind of, uh, obvious that that is like the defining moment in the history of baseball like when the sport transcended just being you know something people watch for fun um and was actually like important to american society uh, but like after that um like i feel like in in that documentary series there's an episode just focusing on how New York in the 50s was just, like, an amazing place for baseball um, in a way that, like, you know, we'll we'll never see again in one city where you had three teams there, and they were all amazing. Like, the Dodgers were good because of Jackie Robinson, and then the Yankees were, were really good again. Um, it was, like, the Yogi Berra, Joe DiMaggio, Whitey Ford era, and then um, you had the Giants also with, with Willie Mays. Um and I feel like that could be a whole <laughs> like TV miniseries just covering New York baseball in the fifties and having Jackie Robinson being kinda like the through line, like his story, um, like being the focal point of of a TV miniseries, which yeah, as I said in the letter be a in that letterbox review. Feels like it could have happened if they just made this like a few years later but they they weren't really making like tv biopic series in 2013 mm-hmm. but they were after that oj <laughs> show came out which was a yeah. few years later
3: they probably could have, uh focus more on on rachel robinson as well um uh, in that if they're if they did a miniseries um she seems like a pretty interesting person too um and definitely had a huge part in maintaining his legacy, um, since, like Colin said, she or uh, Jackie Robinson himself died in his early fifties. Um, yeah, she's still alive and hundred years, years
1: old. was
0: not she an advisor on this movie to an extent? She was.
1: Yeah, no, no. It seemed like she was fairly involved um, with the making of the movie, but uh, yeah, Uh I, I don't know there's there's not that much for her to do in in this movie I like the actress yeah. who played her but yeah she she doesn't get to do that much
3: my dad and I both thought something I watched it with my dad um yeah well thought something was gonna happen because um there's the scene where she like goes like she she has to throw up which is the, like that's that's movie shorthand for she's pregnant sure Sure. enough she has a baby shortly after that Mm -hmm. and then later there's a scene where she like coughs or something which was all it's also like movie shorthand oh she's got cancer but didn't nothing came up that and then we looked up and like oh no she's still alive so we don't know what that scene was and now i can't remember the details (laughs) of it there's definitely it felt like to us they were setting up like maybe something bad was going to happen to to rachel but then no she's just fine she's just a supportive wife that's her role in this movie this movie
0: would like oh. tell you if something was gonna. I feel like this movie isn't like always the most subtle <laughs> no. with how it wants you to feel. Sometimes, <laughs> like there's a couple of moments where, like, like oh, the intent is good, but like I, I remember there's that one like kid that's always hanging around Jackie who like in the post credits is like this guy who also went on to be a baseball player. And there's just, like a part where he's in the crowd and he's like kind of has his hands in prayer. And he's like, please let like let them see what we can do. And it's like you could have just had him like hold his hands in prayer and we get what he wants him to do. like he doesn't have to say it yeah. yeah this movie like is it's not super heavy on the schmaltz but it does go towards the schmaltz
1: here and there, A little there. one yeah. scene that
0: i thought and this it wasn't that I've, I've made it worse in my mind it's when he's like in i think he's in florida and there's just like you know everyone's being terrible to him and then there's like this really like scary looking white guy that walks up to him and he's just like, "Hey, Jackie," and you're like, "Oh my god, this guy's gonna say something super racist." But then it's something that's more like, "Hey, Jackie, well, I believe all men should be created equal." I mean, he doesn't say that, but it's like, <laughs> it's like he says something supportive. You're like, "Oh, I'm like, I thought stuff like that was kind of lame." <laughs> yeah. See, like, see, some white people were good. It's like I don't need to see this. Most of them were bad. All right, let's. I don't know. It, it's I don't know. It it's. I feel like it. It tries to show you like, see, there are good white people too. It's like it doesn't need to be so much about them too. Yeah. It's a difficult balancing act because it's like, it's a story about a famous black figure, but he was literally surrounded by all white people. So yeah. it's kind of hard to find that like how much of it is his story and how much of it is the story of what Branch Rickey did to make it happen.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and I mean, the classic criticism of a movie like this is that it sort of portrays it as racism is an enemy that can be defeated and was defeated. Um, <laughs> like we did it. Like by the end of this yeah. movie, the whole, everyone on the team loves Jackie, and it's all everything's going to be great from here on out. Yeah. And uh, and this is, uh, I mean, what this this ends in in like.
1: 1948 yeah you know, when america was great <laughs> i mean yeah <laughs> it's really kind of strange i mean that, that is like the, the amazing thing about this story in real life is just how like how many years before the civil rights movement that happened like it is mm-hmm. it is nuts it hadn't even started yet but like yeah <laughs> things were definitely not solved by 1948 there was a lot of work to be done uh, that hadn't even really started yet yeah i mean another like clunky thing that bothered me was like the very beginning of this movie where it just starts with voiceover and like documentary clips of andre holland being just like this was america in the 1940s they had just come back from war and things were still very segregated. And, uh, and then it cuts just to a scene of Harrison Ford being like, I'm gonna bring the first black man to baseball. And it's like, okay. <laughs> we already know what this movie is going to be about. You could be it, a little like more subtle about setting it. It's for the up. dummies.
0: A lot of dummies see sports movie because dummies like sports.
1: Hey, where's, where's Jackie's cell phone? Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? I
3: just... <laughs> I That's why like <laughs> Andre Holland had to there have his a, typewriter a on
1: his lap. <laughs> What's he doing? Yeah. Oh. oh, it's like a laptop.
0: He's on his computer.
1: <laughs> yes, Ray Romano, the modern man. Like, like dubbed Ray Romano. Us.
0: Ray Moran- Morano.
3: Oh, no. Oh, I'll submit
0: that to Bad Magazine.
1: Yep. Yeah. Ray Morano. <laughs> this
0: this movie did well, right? I feel like
1: didn't it did it? pretty well. I think. Oh, nice. Yeah, it looks like it did. It did. It made almost a hundred million dollars at the box office. Pretty good.
0: Yeah, that's pretty good for like a sports movie, yeah, especially in the time like the age it came out in the twenty tens. Yeah, yeah, sports movie directed I mean, by a director it, no one's well, heard of. Best, best ever debut for know. a baseball film.
1: Wow! Really, really?
0: At the time, when did Moneyball come out? Did that that came out? At,
1: before, be before, before this. Before, that was before. before Moneyball was didn't have a 2011? big opening. It Probably had a respectable opening.
0: <laughs> Maybe it had more legs. And the thing is, it spent
3: the money really yeah. well. Mm, that's true
0: because <laughs> it made more but I guess it just didn't have as big an opening weekend
1: okay yeah I can see Though that. I,
3: this is just Wikipedia I don't know how much I can trust any of this yeah well I, I know that Moneyball came out in like September or October it's probably a more competitive time than um than 42 which I know Colin said came out 10 years and a month ago so March or April, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Okay, I've got the numbers. Moneyball opened at 19.5 million, but hmm. 42 opened at 27 million. So it's it's, okay. it's true. They got their facts right. To show me. Yeah.
3: This is why. Yeah, you don't look at the opening weekend. You look at the total box office when you're putting your team together. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Total Box Office, uh, yeah. Moneyball. Did better.
3: Domestic plus World.
0: Oh, yeah, they're were, they were crunching the numbers. They're crunching the numbers.
3: Moneyball. Moneyball is probably my favorite baseball movie. What's your guys' favorite baseball movie?
0: That's a great question, because I don't know off the top of my head. i got to think about this for a minute.
3: I would say major league is up there for me as well uh bull durham uh league of their own i'm a big fan of that i think that had an anniversary maybe last year or this year um and then they made a tv show out of it which i didn't watch um field of dreams I feel i've like not seen I... since i was like a ch- small child oh, i love field of dreams <laughs> i
0: feel like i made a top 10 on our blog once i'm trying to see if i can find that list shall we take a look um sugar
3: was a good one
0: Um. sugar is on my list i love sugar yeah here i found john's top 10 this is uh, written before moneyball even came out 2010 my top 10 in 2010 were (laughs) bang the drum slowly a movie i have not thought about since i saw it since i probably (laughs) wrote this list with robert de niro 61 underrated love 61 it's made for tv but it's good oh,
1: yeah that is a good movie
0: eight men like out is my number crystal. eight i feel like i only put it there because it's eight men out you gotta
1: yeah it's so just sitting there
0: league of our own i put it seven at six i put the natural which i feel like every time i watch it it's a little less majestic than i remember it's got like those great like destroying the baseball scenes but i feel like yeah. it's kind of low-key movie mm. i don't know it's okay Major League, I put it five. Sugar, I put it four. Three, I put it the 70s Bad News Bears movie. Love it. Oh. Hmm. Two, Bull Durham, number good. one, I put Field of Dreams. I, I like the sappy shit sometimes. I don't know. I guess I have to stand by this. i this going to go so with So, no The Sandlot at <laughs> all.
1: It's a, it's a good list.
0: Mm-hmm. My honorable mentions th- are... The Rookie, which is not that good, and For the Love of the Game and Mr. Baseball, three bad movies in my honorable Okay,
3: basis. no, no, <laughs> Mr. Baseball is perfectly fine. <laughs> I, I don't remember. But still, him. but still, no The Sandlot at all. Do you dislike The don't, Sandlot? Don't like The Sandlot. I
0: don't like kids, Sean. It's fucking annoying.
3: Yeah, but the thing <laughs> about The Sandlot They're all fucking
0: is... throwing up. So gross. Yeah, it's just a, picking it's their just, noses. Yeah, I bet it's just, it's just vibes, dude. You just, it's just, it's just a vibe that main movie. kid is such a fucking dweeb. Like he <laughs> doesn't even know Babe Ruthie's like, the ball was signed by someone important. Um, uh, Baby Ruth.
3: And they're like, you fucking idiots. Yeah, that's the, like in the movie. Like Smalls, so you're so dumb. I don't know. I'm oh, not going to defend never... Sandlot that that hard, but it does have. A very Yeah, big I volume. mean, I,
1: I remember liking that movie. I don't know if I would still like it as an adult, but like, you watch it yeah, for the vibe, it's, a, it's a it's a fun vibe, just like kids hanging out, being dumb. Yeah. <laughs> we all we all experience that. Um, Plus, it's one you, know, of you know you know if
0: I did this list again, James think, L.
3: Jones is a I, Reckless.
0: I think if I did this list again. I I obviously I put Moneyball on. I think I might put Everybody Wants Some on as well.
3: Oh, oh yeah. that's a fun one, yeah. That is Not a, a ton movie. of baseball. But it isn't. It one. might
0: have just enough. It has probably as much as Field of Dreams.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah, but Field of Dreams uh, is about how much you love baseball versus It is. Everybody is there
1: um isn't there a it's Negro about, Leagues movie gosh. that you kinda like, John?
0: Actually, have never. I don't think I ever got around to seeing it. It was, it was on my list forever. Oh. I think you're talking about Bingo Long, Traveling All Stars, and Motor Kings.
1: Yeah, yeah. Maybe also with like James Earl Jones.
2: Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh,
0: there's a good idea for a future pick. That's Billy fun. D. Williams, James Earl Jones, Richard Pryor. What a fucking one-two-three punch. <laughs> that sounds fun. That sounds good. Um. Oh yeah, this looks great. No, I never got around to seeing it. I feel like I got close mm. a couple times. Yeah. Are we missing any big ones? I don't think we got most of the big ones. Yeah, is baseball the best sport for movies?
3: Yes, hands
0: down. Why?
1: I think so. Um I feel like baseball has like the most stories connected to it. Like the most like urban legends. And it just like has the most things that happen in between the games maybe just because there are so many games that there's so many like opportunities for weird things to happen um i don't know that's my thought, and just because it's like so ingrained in the country's history because it's like an old pastime
3: The way the game is designed allows for moments of individual triumph as well as uh, exciting teamwork. Um, The fact that it doesn't have a time limit um, means it's it's kind of more a, a dramatic sport than something like hockey or basketball. Um, or soccer, where people are just kind of running the ball around, and then almost randomly something will happen, as opposed to in baseball, where like it, these moments get built up to, and you know it's like a, a pivotal at bat. Either it's going to be a strikeout or a big hit, and everything hinges on the outcome of that swing. Like maybe football has, has something approaching that level of drama because uh, you know, of the of the you know everything being a down. But I don't think any other team sport is even close to being as dramatic as baseball is. Or as boring as baseball is. That's the, that's the flip <laughs> side of that coin,
1: by the way. It's true. Yeah. A lot of good boxing movies, but that's not a team sport. Oh, uh, yeah. Not a team sport.
0: Yeah, I think baseball. I think baseball than football.
3: Um, Colin, soccer, don't I don't think... know. I haven't seen Wait, 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 wait. Don't think I didn't notice, Colin, you didn't say what your favorite baseball movie was.
1: Oh, well, I mean, you named a few. I mean, I, pro- I probably'd say Bull Durham, but I also really like uh, League of Their Own, which I rewatched a little bit ago. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, Moneyball's great, too. Can't, can't argue with that as a pick, either. Uh, yeah, I don't know. What about Major League Three? <laughs> Never
0: seen it. Back to the Miners. Back to the minors, where a minor league team beats the Minnesota Twins.
1: Um, seems possible. Scott Bakula
0: <laughs> leads them to victory. <laughs> David Paymer is still there. Not. Not. No. Not. Not David Paymer. What's his name? From uh, the from from the other ones. Uh, fuck.
3: Oh.
0: The one guy who's in all of the major leagues,
3: Dennis Haysbert, is as
0: <laughs> David, <laughs> David Paber.
1: <laughs> in a baseball
0: movie as a professional athlete. Super. I would. Super I mean, roller I, roller mean roller I would roller watch roller it. it. Just seems it less, kind of a lot scrambled less
3: like, my brain to hear you say that. Like, yeah,
0: I think that's it. Dennis it's Haysbert like, came out as David Paber. <laughs> from City Slickers. We do love
1: talking about David Paber. He comes
0: up podcast, often. Though. Despite the fact that I don't think he's ever been in a movie we've talked about. <laughs>
1: no. <laughs> it's I just possible. thought he was in sneakers that one time. Yeah. But he wasn't.
0: Uh well he is in Payback, which is also a Brian Helgeland movie.
3: Okay. So. Yeah. There you go.
0: I just don't see us watching any... I'm looking through his filmography here. <laughs> I mean, some good stuff. I just don't see why we'd pick any of them. Um, yeah, I do can see us watching A Knight's Tale. So he's also... He's in A Knight's Tale?
1: Wait, what are we talking about? Talk about We're David Paymer, not Brian Hegel. Oh, David <laughs> If we <laughs> want to do a Brian and
0: David paymer we're gonna. We have to do payback.
1: Yeah. Mel Gibson. <laughs> I think I'm good on this movie. Is there okay. anything else we need to cover? There's we didn't really goof. go through the plot, but we we talked about a lot of scenes. So, I assume there is no satisfying.
0: historical accuracy, Sean, for your youth section. I
1: there mean, are there's many a few historical. <laughs> 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 there's not as many as I feel like there probably could have been, but there definitely are some.
3: Um, the one I wanted to talk about, uh, is under anachronisms. Um, there's also factual errors. Um, so enjoy those if you go on IMDb. Um, but one of the anachronisms is the music comes from the car radio. As soon as the switch clicks car radios had vacuum tubes until the mid 1950s and needed to warm up for five or ten seconds before any sound was produced and I just like that goof because my dad who was stoically watching the movie for most of the runtime uh in this scene when, when Jackie first gets to New York and he's being driven around um and uh and Andre Holland's character uh turns the radio on and Jackie turns it off or changes the station or something I just remember my dad turns over to me and he goes no way it turned on that fast. <laughs> <laughs> Cause this is the kind of, that's that's the kind of thing my dad cares about. It's the uh historical engineering accuracy.
1: Yeah. That's fun. He loves he the, 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 the science somewhere.
0: engineering and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I love stories of heroes and villains. Dun dun. What dun.
1: <laughs> is it? Alan Tudyk's character?
0: Well, you're gonna find out in another edition of John's Rogues
1: Gallery. <laughs> Oh my god!
0: God, I love being a bad guy. <laughs> guys, we have Alan Tudyk's Ben Chapman, a real life person. <laughs> I and I didn't write this one. Somebody else wrote it. Yeah. You know, guys, Ben Chapman is an evil doer. <laughs> <So> <laughs> weird yeah. Full name: William Benjamin Chapman, alias Ben Chapman. Origin: Forty Two. <laughs> Occupation: Manager of the Philadelphia Phillies. Power slash skills: No information. You <laughs> <laughs> could have put baseball. He's a manager.
3: Okay. According to Wikipedia, Managerial he's a four-time skills. All-Star, World Series champion, and, and himself a four-times American League stolen base leader. No information. Bobby no, no
0: insulting Jackie Robinson. <laughs> Gold. Wow. Bully Jackie Robinson out of baseball. Failed. Crimes. Hate speech. Racism. Bullying. Anti Semitism. And xenophobia. Mm-hmm. Can you guys guess the type of villain that Ben Chapman is? Do you want to just guess or do you want to give you want me to give you how many words it is
3: Unsportsmanlike. Um, uh, sportsman like like sportsman
0: oh okay, very nice. Calm? Do you want to give a guess? Um, ben Chapman uh, One of ben our greatest v- historical villains
1: um, Persistent hate Hatemonger I love it But
0: he is a white supremacist baseball coach <laughs> Wow <laughs> <laughs> they're not, they're not I moms. wish you could click Can this you? To see the other ones they have On <laughs> it uh,
3: Yeah, I was going to ask if there are any more that's specifically that type.
0: He's got some quotes on his page, but I would prefer not to read them. (laughs) (laughs) I I won't force you. Yeah, somebody really went to to fill out most of this. They filled out his whole role in the film, Quote, some trivia. Yeah. So... It does sound like Ben Chapman later on felt kind of bad for the things he said. I don't I feel didn't like see he
1: that in his Wikipedia yeah, page. Yeah,
0: it's hard to know how much he really turned it around, but to an extent, to to the point where at least he knew what he said wasn't appropriate. So he
1: seemed pretty bad early on, though. Oh, it's really? Said bad. When he was when he was a baseball player, he. Taunted Jewish fans at Yankee Stadium with Nazi salutes. Oh boy, disparaging epithets. Not a great
0: guy. Uh, yeah, he he's uh, earned his his place in
1: the Hall of Villains Wiki. Yeah, we have it. All right then. Uh, who's going next? I Sean. guess it would be Sean. What's your next pick?
3: Uh, I'm torn, guys, between okay. picking a movie that is extremely the pick, okay, and a movie that I think none of us will like.
0: Okay, <laughs> none of us will like because it's like homework or because it's bad, <sighs> or is it another son- or, or another reason?
3: I think it's a movie that I need to see. I don't know if it's a movie that you guys need to see. Interesting. But I need wow. to see it eventually. But the other one is ex- like it's extremely the pick. I'll just tell you what they both are, and you can okay. decide. Okay. Because here's the thing. <laughs> yeah. We are in the we are in a Vin Diesel hole right now because Guardians of the Galaxy just came out, and Fast and Furious Ten is coming out in like a week or two. Yeah. Um So I need to cross one of these two Vin Diesel movies off of my watch list. Okay. No, it's it's they're both early two thousands. We're either gonna watch Boiler Room, mm. his first like big role, a movie that also has Ben Affleck and it stars Giovanni Ribisi. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, it's about uh, people selling penny stocks I think. It's like sort of like Wall Street but like for like 2000s douchebags. Scott Con <laughs> also in it. Lots of douchebags and this huge douchebag energy from this <laughs> one. Wow. Okay. And the other one is the movie Vin Diesel chose to do instead of Too Fast Too Furious Triple X directed by Rob Cohen. Mm. Mm. Now I will tell you, you can stream Triple X on HBO Max. Boiler Room, you will have to pay to rent. Mm.
0: I don't actually know which one was the one. Like, when you, you gave an example, like, one is so... The, I don't actually know which one you're talking about.
3: I think Boiler Room is an extremely the pick movie.
1: Like Right. Yeah, I, I feel like, like we love the... The pre-9-11, early 2000s, like 2000,
0: 2001. The debatably worst part of Ben Affleck's career is our favorite yeah. period of film to <laughs> We're really <laughs>
1: honed in on that. Yeah. Yeah. Extremely R5 for some reason.
0: I'm I'm not going to lie, Sean, this is actually a very hard pick. It is a very hard <laughs> choice. I don't actually know which one I would prefer uh streaming the thing is like i love that i'm sure triple x will be more fun and like the fact that it's streaming is is a huge boost but like i feel like if we don't watch boiler room i'll never watch boiler room whereas i feel like <laughs> i might still watch triple x someday yeah, um, I think
3: yeah. I'm a little you never know intrigued. what triple x4 is gonna come out I think I'm a
1: little more intrigued by Boiler
3: Room. Maybe I'll watch to it. I both. I know what's
1: going on there. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, you're
3: stronger than I am if you're going to watch both. I mean, I feel like
0: Triple X has got to be like dumb fun. I'm, it can't be that dumb of fun if they, when they made the sequel, it didn't even have Vin
3: Diesel in it.
2: <laughs> mm. Alright,
3: well, it sounds like we're going with 2000's Boiler Room, directed by Ben Younger. Okay. Um, good luck to us. And everybody who wants to. (laughs) I mean, here's here's the great thing:
0: who the fuck has done a podcast about boiler room? (laughs) Yeah. Or like you know when we did that Willard podcast the other week. Part of like the reason like I wanted to do it is because like I wanted to see if anyone else of note had done one, and no one like that sounded like good. Like, yeah. So. Now we're the go-to. I think we're the go-to Willard podcast. We're going to be the go-to Boiler Room
1: <laughs> podcast on the internet. That's the dream. Yeah. Um. So that means Ben Affleck's going to be in the three-timers club then, right?
0: Off of his three best films, Reindeer Games, <laughs> Boiler Room, and Changing Lanes.
1: <laughs> From a very specific period of his career. I guess we gotta do like paycheck also. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I feel like we we're talking maybe that, about Maybe that. that was a little bit later. I don't know.
3: All things from the Wikipedia part, like career downturn. <laughs> that's what we whatever the opposite to. of continued
1: success is. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's what that's what we want. Um, I just want to look at that other what other movies came out in that period what when does this uh, when does the
0: downturn start or is this some stuff we should save for next podcast? We can do a deep dive a deeper dive
1: <laughs> yeah I think so there's time <laughs> we can save it. Cool I'm excited oh, uh yeah but until then. You can check out our old podcasts uh, wherever you get your podcasts or on our website, mildlyplease.com. Also got some posts there. Most of them are old. I did write a little post on my favorite uh, albums of April. And we'll have some more podcasts coming at you. And then... I guess we'll eventually do Criteria Month. That's a little ways away. For now, we're just doing the pick. So, uh, you better, better tune in next time. Uh, because it's one, two, three strikes, you're out at the old podcast. I'm talking baseball. Klazuski Campanella talking baseball. The man and Bobby fella, the scooter, the barber, and the duke. They know them all from Boston to Dubuque, especially when